Hey, what's up, everybody? It's rock comedian and huge Kiss fan Don Jameson, and you're listening to the number one ranked Kiss podcast, the Shout It Out Loud cast. Shout It Out Loud cast. Shout it, shout it out loud with Tom and Zeus. Mm. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Shout It Out Loudcast. Don't turn your radio dial. You're in the right place because the album review crew is back with episode number 45. We are calling this one, even though we have a spark and you are literally poison, this maniac is in love with you and I do, I do, I do want to drive you like a hammer on a bed of nails. Tommy Zeus, how are you I want to drive myself through a bed of nails. Ow, Sunday, ow, 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 ow. Sunday morning, I'm exhausted, and but there's actually I don't think any place I'd rather be right now than with two guys talking about Alice Cooper, right? Isn't that the right? <laughs> that's the right thing to say, right? Oh man, um, I'm just glad we're here. Thank you. We're finally gonna do this album. We've been listening to this stuff. Since 1972, when it came out, <laughs> um, I'm excited. Let's get this thing on the road. Yes, let's do it. Oh, by the way, this is Sonny's pick, if anybody didn't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you couldn't uh, tell. <laughs> all right. Well, last month we did uh, Tom's pick, which was Foo Fighters Wasting Light. I'm sure yep. we did a poll. Did we remember the poll this month? We always remember the poll. We only forgot the poll once, one time in ARC history, and it was Winger. That's the poll. <laughs> oh, I'll never I thought forget. it was Ingve. It was Winger. I thought oh, it was so Winger. That means, for- so that means two. No, no, no. I, 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 I remember. I, I remember forgetting Winger because when it came time to do the episode, I remember. Zeus is like, oh, let's do the poll. I'm like, I don't think we did one. <laughs> but anyway, so Foo Fighters, we did a poll. Favorite song, Walk These Days, Arlandria and Dear Rosemary. Uh, Walk took it with 41%. These Days at 33. Arlandria at 14. Dear Rosemary at 12. Of course, very strong opinions on the Foo Fighters. People either love the band like me or hate the band like Sonny. There's a few people in the middle like Zeus who can who like them, but our buddy Righty, yeah, from Part of the Hell, walk by a huge margin. I'm not a big Foo Fighters fan, but I saw them live when Dave Grohl was in the Guitar Throne. Yes, I saw that show too. I knew maybe five songs in my top ten concerts of all time. Yeah, Righty, there you go. See, That's Steve Wright, are you That's, sure? I'm positive. That's him. Love Dude, it. He's comparing yep. it to fucking Halloween and <laughs> Saxon. That's and okay. Yeah, but he likes that fucking shit. Dangerous toys. Hey. Hey, but but he like like Zeus said he likes Halloween and Saxon. So it's <laughs> a couple general comments here. Uh, oh God, our buddy Nige, I'm concerned. I dismissed Sonny as an idiot after his puppets <laughs> review, 
but I'm now in this scary reality of being 100% team Poonie. For me, Foo Fighters are a big pile of bland corporate rock that's not good or bad, just meh. This album has not changed my mind. And then I responded with, this makes perfect sense. You both have nightmarish taste in music. If anybody falls Nige on Twitter, go look at what the hell he's listening to. I have no idea. Those sound like bands made up from like Joey Casada's School of Rock. (laughs) (laughs) Class. That's uh yeah, he's into that like weird death metal shit. Oh god, yeah. Yeah. Uh our buddy Tony, who does the intro music for ARC oh, that we always Jesus. forget. Uh I like Foo Fighters, but they're not a band that I go to regularly. I like most of their stuff, but I would mainly have them on in the background versus actively listening or singing along. Walk is a great song. Sunny is nuts. I even like White Limo. Yes. Which can we can, can we talk about White Limo for a second? Yeah. We've done what 44 or 43 albums. We rank all of our songs. We rank our top 50 and our bottom 20 songs on our website. Yeah. Sonny has ranked White Limo <laughs> as the worst song he's ever heard on ARC. It could be uh, the worst song I've ever heard. Oh, <laughs> period. Good. All right. Big fan Amy J. ARC did not disappoint. Big Foo fan, great album. Uh, Echo, Silence, Patient, and Grace is a favorite of mine. It annoys me how people feel like the foos are repetitive or uncool. False. Also, there are bands that get a pass for that, though, right? And then she says, give some love to Mastodon. Mastodon's not not terrible. I'm just not a diehard fan. Uh, Nowhere fan says, just heard Zeus's imitation of Grohl at the 1 hour 11 minute mark, and him singing Arlandria sounds exactly like when Zeus sings Peter Chris's there's nothing better than me <laughs> there's nothing better than you but that's okay no I know I know um Smikey says I need to revisit this because in my head the color and the shape cannot be beaten yeah a lot of people love that album but wasting lights much better uh and that's what we got on Twitter all right let's go to the book of face Jason warden right hell yeah Tom love it he's got a picture of Miyagi Good decision. <laughs> nice. Brad Rustoven. Backpack Brad to you. Okay. It only took 44 episodes of ARC, but I think we finally uncovered why Sonny Pooney's musical tastes are what they are. Uh-oh. He hates puppies. <laughs> That's on the uh, hate list. I got that. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Well, I mean, look at the album we're reviewing this month. That tells you all you need to know. <laughs> Paul Heider. Found the video and got a snapshot of the fucking Helix song when he caught the singer like yelling and his missing teeth are all displayed. <laughs> what the fuck? Like this was the hair metal stage. He wasn't like, I'm a fucking badass Bon Scott from the 70s. This is like all fucking banged up mouth. What Helix was badass? No, that's my was, point. Oh, okay, all right. I'm they like, were trying wait, to like, be like pretty oh. boys, like hair metal kind of stuff, and here he is smiling with no fucking teeth. Fucking broken Dizzy Dean's picket fence teeth. <laughs> this guy's got missing teeth. Uh, <laughs> Wild in the Streets, I think, was the video. T- uh, I think that was it, Tom. I'm not sure. Uh, Jay the Hook Rock, just waking up and probably posting this, Tom. Um, 
Wasting Light is one of the best albums released in the last 15 years. Yes, that Jay. That tells you everything you need to know about Jay. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh. And then here, he, it, and then here it comes. Here, yeah. Of course, Sonny dismisses it and the band because it's that good. Asking Sonny his musical opinions is like asking a blind person to drive a school bus for a third grade field trip. <laughs> All right. I got to give Jay credit. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, whatever. Whatever. Oh, uh, I missed this part about uh, Paul Heider's uh, underneath his picture. He had written this. Okay. G- guys, another great episode. Tom, while I'm not a huge Foo Fighters fan, I am a big Dave Grohl fan. Mm-hmm. More for who he is and what he unabashedly is about. He is a fan of my favorite music, Kiss, Van Halen, Thrash, and even ABBA. I yep. call him, am I an asshole test human? If you hate him, you might need to look in the mirror. Your pal Murph strikes me as one of those guys. How could you hate a guy like that? Well, you might be an asshole. (laughs) Murph. Wow. So there's a Murph test now. So that, that, so Murph's the asshole test. (laughs) I am an asshole. Why? You hate Murph? I don't hate him, but (laughs) Murph is doses. Too much Murph. You're fucking going to pull your hair out. That's not uh, true. Well, look at me. I have none. I've known him for my entire life. <laughs> Hence, <laughs> there you go. Uh, Zeus, I absolutely agree with you. Great take on politics. I think he's talking about the you make me rock hard. Yeah, yeah, yes, segment. yes. I'm very interested in history and politics, so intertwined in it. I've been sucked in over the last few years. There's a great book called The Righteous Mind by Jonathan Hayde you might like, which theorizes why people are most predisposed to one political side or another. All right, I'll check it out. Finally, Sonny. That comparison to Helix's Rock You, <laughs> you're comparing the Foo Fighters to Helix spelling words. That's <laughs> how far you've fallen. Yes. All That's right. All, all in all, Tom, turns out I like Foo Fighters. Why? I'm not an asshole. <laughs> and what you're going to do? Rock. Oh, so what we're going to do? Rock you. Uh, our buddy Jeff, don't call me fucking Ronnie James Dio Kinsley. Uh, thought. Usually Tom's picks are good. Usually. Okay. You're going to hate my next pick. I already have it and it's three months away. <laughs> uh, Kevon Jepson. Oh, here comes the flatter of society. Giggity, 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 giggity. Wow, Sonny Pooney's poor taste in music makes this so much fun. I was enjoying Tom having minor meltdowns because I was right with him. Tom said it perfectly. Sonny hates fun. Anyway, all great songs except back and forth. That's a throwaway. Matter of time is meh, and yet you guys cannot say the word rope without making me think of Peter North. Oh, God. That's unfortunately true. Jay and Kevin like Wasting Light tells you all you need to know about that album. Oh, boy. Uh, Adam Nickmeyer. Oh, good. Rolling Stone approved rock album. And he's got about like fucking 20 emojis puking. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's not some deep cut that Hitchfork.com ranked as number one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, by the way, we're Uh-oh. actually talking about Pitchfork.com number one album. 
I swear to God, listeners, I absolutely did not know that. I did not know. I just threw that out there because Pitchfork.com is famous for having fucking weird music takes. I think it's a Sonny Pooney run website. That's probably why. But go ahead, Zeus. Daniel Holler Houston. On what planet is Helix better than the <laughs> Helix it's- even knows Helix sucks. <laughs> I feel like once I feel like every month there's at least one comment where it'll be like X band even knows that they suck. <laughs> that's because every episode one band just takes a pounding that's got yes. nothing to do. With exactly. The yes, <laughs> that's right. Oh, believe believe me, there's probably a band in this episode that'll have that. Uh, let's go over to Loudcasters. There's still a ton of this was a very polarizing album. Oh yeah, uh, Tony Smith. How about wasting time? <laughs> All right. That's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, Jack Pinocchio. And here it is. I agree with Sonny. I'm sorry, but I do. I'm happy for the Foo Fighters being a rock band for today, but I see them. I see Nirvana, and I'm not a fan of Nirvana. What the fuck does one have to do with the other? Jack, Jack, with all due respect, brother, that's a you problem. Yeah. They they are absolutely nothing like Nirvana, especially their last four or five albums. They're not even on the same planet as Nirvana. The only thing they have in common is Dave. And that that sometimes is enough. I get it. Yeah, but it's the drummer. It's not the same vocalist, so right. whatever. But as for the Foo Fighters, to me, they are a loud band. I know, I know. If it's too loud, you're too old. But hear me out on this album, and like many others, to me, it's just loud guitar, chord strumming, loud drum hitting, and drum cycle uh, cymbals, and yelling where I don't understand what Dave is singing about. I'd rather listen to bad English than Foo yeah. Fighters. But hey, yeah. that's just me. Fun episode. Wait, hold on. Is that Jack? Yep. What happened to him? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He had an accent. He, did, like, it, the way he described it. Oh, I don't want to hear loud. Guitars I don't want to hear loud guitars and chords. chords. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's all we talk about. That's, you know what? That's not, that sounds like Murph. Just comment. I, I, I can't hear electric guitars. If it's not an acoustic, it's too loud for me. I can't listen to that. Jack, you've fallen, my brother. Oh, here we go, Tom. Uh, America's least favorite realtor, Joey Romanek. Oh, I know. Yeah. Foo Fighters are too wimpy for this tough guy and his <laughs> fucking fitted jeans. Iron jeans. His fucking perfectly quaffed salt and pepper real estate hairdo. Come on, <laughs> Joey. Give it to me. <laughs> and his perfectly placed stubble on his face, too. Um, Joey says, stop the presses. I agree with Sonny Pooney. Yeah, of course, I knew it. I don't hate the Foo Fighters. I just find them boring. I don't get that. What does that mean? Dave Grohl is certainly likable and a huge Russian Kiss fan, 
but their music just leaves me cold. It's too middle of the road. It's music for soccer moms that want to still think they're 18 year olds. Sounds like somebody stole your girlfriend, buddy. You know what, Joey? You're a realtor for soccer moms. All right. What do you think of that, buddy? And maybe that's look, why he says that's why he knows that that's yeah. the kind of music they like. All right. Look, we're talking about the Foo Fighters and the cats trying to get out of the fucking windows, trying oh, yeah. to jump. <laughs> well, trying, we, we have, yeah, but wait, we, jump. wait, hold on. We still, <laughs> we haven't started talking about Alice Cooper yet, but the, oh, the window will be open by then. <laughs> he knows what's coming up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's trying to cut his losses. <laughs> by the way, wasn't it Joey that shared a text with us this week, Tom? Where some chick randomly texted him. Yes. Like, hey, aren't you Joey with the, they wear those tight feet and jeans? <laughs> it was something like that, right? Yeah. Nice. It, what are those corporate fitted jeans you wear? <laughs> I said, just call him JTJ, Joey Tight Jeans. <laughs> I'm telling you, part of the Shout It Out Loudcast merch page is it's going to be a, a, a Joey Romanic action figure. Somebody, it has to be a Loudcast. If it's a Loudcaster that did that to him, please let us know. I don't but think it was. He sent it to us. It's like someone talking to him about his jeans. He's like, who's this? <laughs> oh, this is uh, Emily. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Famous for those quaff jeans over on uh, Instagram, Tom. I'll here. I'll pump your tires. John Restagno says one of my favorite albums. Great review, gents. Right. Hey, I don't need these fucking people pumping my tires. I know what's good. Uh, pump your my buddy, own tires. Your buddy Heavy Mayo. You know you got a good show when I don't give a shit about the band, but I was goddamn entertained for the whole ride. Wow. All right. I think that's a backwards compliment. I don't like the Foo Fighters, but I like the conversation. Violently Lopez. Oh, another great great review show. Gentlemen, Wasting Light is my favorite Foo Fighters album. So I was instantly psyched when I saw this was Tom's pick for the month. These days, I should have known and walk all great songs. The rest is solid. I was also psyched to see the reaction of Sonny, whose musical taste went into a coma on New Year's Eve 1989. (laughs) We get it, man. You hate alt rock. As a matter of fact, if you go back and listen and take a shot of booze, every time Sonny says he hates alt rock, you'll need a liver transplant by the time the episode ends. Oh. I can't wait till he takes revenge by making his next pick a steel heart box set. Close. Believe me, we're close. And the steel heart box set's getting released next week. So that's coming too. Nice. Uh, and over on YouTube, uh, no comments, Tom. Good. Fuck them. <laughs> Sonny's going to help us out with an email we got, and then we're going to get into Cooper. Oh. All right. So this email's from Justin Steele. Yeah. Uh, Justin. I really, I really loved this album when it came out, played it for months straight. So I was happy to see you guys doing this one. I feel like all their music is just easy to consume straight head hard, straight ahead hard rock. Uh, I know there's no accounting for taste, but for Christ's sake, Sonny, these days is such a feel-good, beautiful song. How can you not feel that and hear that? It's it's beyond me, plus he shits on Cheap Trick, because Cheap Trick is me. In there, as Zeus would say, what the fuck? I guess it makes for good discussion, maybe. Thanks for continuing to do these. I can tell you, Justin, that my hate for everything and my meh, 
for everything and my enjoyment for anything is all real. Yeah. <laughs> we, oh, oh yeah. These, we have no idea how the three of us feel about whatever we do. We're nope. always shitting on each other throughout the text group. You yeah. don't know where anybody stands on anything until you get here. So, uh, yeah, cheap trick. Meh. Wasting like meh. Okay. Fair enough. All right. That's the fun part of this. Seriously, yep. the best part of this episode is when everyone reads their uh, next month's pick. And we're oh, like, yeah. Oh, yep. Yep. <laughs> well, Alice Cooper's uh, trash picked is Sonny's. So, Sonny, we're going to put this in your court. All you. Go ahead, buddy. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. All right, so... Let's uh, we'll do a two minute Alice Cooper history lesson here. So Godfather is shock rock. You know, he does a blend of theater and hard rock. And uh, we'll start with this year is 40 years so- sober for Alice Cooper. So wow. that's hard to do. Congratulations, sir. That's not yep. easy. Yeah, I, I've um, been sober for 17 uh, years. Yeah, Have you seen yeah. me play live the last yeah. couple of years? <laughs> uh, start drinking again. Maybe it'll help. <laughs> oh, um, Jesus. So anyway, <laughs> and I'm an ace guy. Uh, Alice Cooper, alter ego of Vincent Fournier. He needed an alter ego because if you don't know, Vincent was very shy. Mm-hmm. Son of a preacher man, was also always around good and evil. 
as a teenager, fell in love with the art of Salvador Dali, which was bizarre, a lot of dreams, sex, religion, pain, that kind of stuff in his drawings. Alice got sick at a young age, almost died, works out of it. He's in recovery for a long time, discovers horror movies. So, you know, you get kind of a son of a preacher man, got the good versus evil. You got the Dolly influence. You got the horror movies. And it probably is obvious what he ends up being long-term. Sees the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. All right, that's what I want to do the rest of my life. Early on stage, starts wearing women's clothing, starts painting his face. People thought they were gay, so he's kind of played up to it. He knew himself he was not conventionally attractive, so he had to do something different. And the spider eyes kind of became iconic now. Met Meets Bob Ezrin in, in 1970. Bob helps him refine who Alice Cooper becomes. 70, 71, I'm 18, comes out, connected with a teenage generation at that time. School's out, comes in 72. How can you be a teenager in the early 70s and not love Alice Cooper? Both songs are about teenage angst. Connects. Zappa, Frank Zappa, huge hero to Alice, had told Alice, Whatever you get blamed for, don't deny any of it. Because one of the things that had happened was he, <laughs> Alice Cooper got blamed for killing a chicken because somebody threw a chicken. He was yep. touring in Canada and somebody threw a ch- live chicken on stage and Alice thought it could fly. So he threw it back and the crowd like ripped it to pieces. <laughs> so he was all over the news. Somebody uh, wrote that he was actually Eddie Haskell. He was actually Ken Osmond because somebody interviewed him and said, well, why are you who you are? And he goes, well, I see myself as the Eddie Haskell of rock. Oh, so Holmey writes that he is Eddie Haskell. So everybody thought he was Ken Osmond for a while. Um, so here's what kind of uh, Alice has said. He said, rock had too many heroes. Rock needed a villain. When you're considered a good person, only one side of the world talks about you because you're good people. The evil folks don't give a shit. When you're evil, the evil ones love you, and the good people outwardly hate you, but both sides are talking about you. So it kind of gives you an idea of what he was doing on purpose and where his head was at. Smart. Mid to late 70s, Alice Cooper band's now gone. He's just Alice Cooper, and as a solo act, he puts out a bunch of albums, including Welcome to My Nightmare, which ends up being career-defining. And now everybody wants to see him live because the musical theater is getting better and better and better, and people are hearing about his music and it kind of just goes to show you people do listen with their eyes not just their ears so things are going great problem is alice has a serious drinking problem a a serious drinking drinking problem maybe i have one too and is now getting into harder drugs so in the 80s he releases four albums that he calls the blackout albums because he doesn't remember any part of the recording for four straight years of these albums so He's like, all right, I'm out. And he goes into rehab and basically goes quiet for three years. Makes a comeback in 1986 on MTV in concert on Halloween. It's his first gig sober on stage. And his thought was he was starting to hear from the hair metal guys that he was an inspiration to them. So he's like, well, then I should come back and kind of do what they're doing, right? Because, like, I can do what they're doing. I don't know if I can do it sober, but I can do what they're doing. So he comes back, releases a couple albums in the 80s, in the mid-80s, both kind of heavy metal, horror-type sounds, themes in them. Uh, Constrictor, if you ever heard that, raise your fist and yell. Very kind of new Alice, but still kind of hard rock horror-themed. And then finally he says, you know what? I got to do something that the 80s are all about. So he decides to do 
an album about sex, which is the one we're going to talk about. So here's what Alice said about Desmond uh, in an interview. He said, every time I found, I found myself turning up the radio in my car in the 80s, it was always a Desmond Child tune. There's something crazy, crazy insanity mixed with genius in his songs. So I decided to record a record with him. And all I can tell you is Desmond is a slave driving slut. Wow. Okay, then. Okay. <laughs> he did recording with him twice. Now, yep. Ezrin didn't have anything to do with this album and the next album after this. So that's a little bit about Alice's history from, you know, kind of beginning to 89. Here's how I got into Alice, and here's how I got into Trash. It was Eric Singer. So I'm into the Badlands record. I had just seen Paul Stanley's 89 tour. I'm turning 20, and then um, this video comes on MTV, and I'm like, is, is that Eric Singer? Like, he's everywhere. So I figured there was a Kiss connection. I didn't know that Alice Cooper, I didn't really know a lot about Alice Cooper. So I'm like, all right, let me do a d- deep dive. There's got to be a Kiss connection since Eric's on. So over the next three, four years, I buy every Alice Cooper record, a single, 45, anything I can find. I didn't like most of it. <laughs> I saw him live six times, including three times on this tour. Saw him in the Warfield in April 1990, and then on back-to-back nights in 91 during the Operation Rock and Roll Tour. So here we go. Here was Operation Rock and Roll Tour lineup. Metal Church, Dangerous Choice, Motorhead, Alice Cooper, and Judas Priest. Wow. I had to have been half in the back to go see this show back-to-back night. Oh, yeah. Um. I've heard some of my closest friends say 80s Alice is the best Alice. I would say 86 to 91 Alice is the best Alice. That The rest of the Alice wouldn't even make a listenable double album for me. This album is the closest Alice gets to mass appeal, especially since he was in his 40s. You can't keep think, you know talking about teenage angst. I can say a 41-year-old saying, going to put anything in your slammer is a little creepy, but, you know, whatever. It had mass appeal. Album got to number 20. Just to give you an idea, on that day, November 18th, 89, number 15 was Skid Row's self, uh, self-titled, seven was Motley Crue, Dr. Feelgood, five was Aerosmith Pump, four, Ball of Abdul, Forever Your Girl, three, Rolling Stone Steel Wheels, two, Millie Vanilli, Girl, You Know It's True, oh, God. and one, Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation. So, the release of this type of an Alice Cooper album with Desmond Child probably was placed pretty well right at the tail end of Hair Metal's About to Die. And Alice is trying to hang on to who he is. And he did end up surviving all the way to today. Like, he's not selling out stadiums, but he can sell out theaters. Yeah, he just put on a new album. Right? And huh. Alice is great live. I've seen yep. him now several times. Yep. I saw him on the Monsters of Rock Cruise. Alice is great. So that's how I kind of got into trash after I saw the video, saw Eric Singer. Man, I was at the record store buying trash. So I've had this album since uh, basically the time it came out. Hmm. Uh, for me, I've never owned an Alice Cooper album in my life. Never heard never heard this album. The only song I know off it is Poison, uh, just because it's like, you know, a hair metal song. Sirius XM Hair Nation plays it all the time. I know um, this is Alice Cooper is the type of band where I know the hits, all the seventies classics, billion dollar babies and you know, what school's out and under my wheels and welcome to my night where that stuff and it's good. And it's, 
it's funny because you would think with like my love of kiss and like horror and stuff that I would have been really into the Alice Cooper with the theatrics. The, the music just never really did it for me. I just I, I don't know. It, it's just it's weird. I just never never got into it. I mean, it doesn't mean I don't like it. I just it, it just was never enough it, for me at the time. It wasn't like hard and heavy enough for me, especially that 70s stuff. It just sounded like radio classic rock radio type stuff, which was not bad but yeah i don't i don't not like alice cooper it's just one of those gaps in my music kind of library where i just never never owned an album and never really got into them so this was the first time i've ever listened to this this album in its entirety all right so alice cooper i got into him because for a while there there was a big retro of classic rock music and if you've ever remember they did a video for i'm 18 he -hmm. is fucking hammered off his ass singing it and by the end, he does like a mashup of uh, American Pie at the end of I'm 18. And he used to be on those uh, classic MTV videos where they'd have that like psychedelic background stuff. Like you'll see Iron Man and Paranoid, uh, Black Sabbath videos like that. They did that for 18. And uh, I mean, anybody that grew up in the 80s remembers the whole retro Vietnam era type music mm-hmm. that came back and stuff. I'm 18 is an anthem for that. So I've had an arrow, um, an Alice Cooper greatest hits album for years. Um, and I would listen to that album, but I never bought a specific studio album from him. Uh, I used to like Welcome to My Nightmare because it was actual video for that, even though that song came out way back. And then all of a sudden, there's a guy in black tights with like a fucking bird's head on dancing around the bed and Alice Cooper's singing Welcome to My Nightmare. It, it's, you know, it is very theatrical. And then I remember him reinventing himself and his albums would show up in the circus magazines and hit paraders, uh, the fist with his face on it and stuff. I never bought them. He had the big fucking Rambo guy. What's his name there? Gene Roberts. Yeah, in his video. So it stood out, uh, but I never got into it. And then I remember this guy uh, and Poison came out. And this we had the uh, lip sync contest, Tom, in high school. Nice. Uh, and me and my friends did Me So Horny. That went over well. And we would probably been thrown out of school for the way we dressed. Nice. It was this kid. I, I don't want to say he was an Alice Tard. He he had some problems, that kid. And he lip synced Poison. Wow. I'm like, where the fuck did that song come from? And he was really into it. And I remember that song being played. And, and everyone kind of had like a, a little bit of a fun moment because the kid was so over the top in his performance of this, just walking out and fist pumping to this song. Um and I just remember the the song, and and that's it. Uh, I never had this album. Uh, I occasionally will listen to Alice Cooper. Me and you had the uh, fortune of seeing him with Ace Frehley not yep. too long ago in Boston. He's a performer. Uh, the thing I will say about Alice Cooper is he reminds me there's very a lot of similarities between him and Ozzy. Mm-hmm. They do not have voices like, oh, my God, I want to hear him sing America the Beautiful. Like, oh, right. my God, I need to hear him sing all the American songbook. Like, no, but his voice is what it is. It's decent. OK, but it I, I can tell when it's Alice Cooper singing. I know his voice. The same thing with Ozzy. And 
he's always been just a likable person. That's the uh, thing. I find yep. him to be nice, funny, uh, self-deprecating, interesting. And, and, and in our kiss world, he could have been a dick by being like, yeah, these four ripoffs that stole my shit. But he's always been like, you know, tipping the hat to kiss. He's a likable guy. So I don't go into this album wanting to dislike it, even though it's a sunny pick. I wanted to give this a fair chance. And I think I did. So it'll be interesting to hear what everyone thinks about this, though. Yeah, I, I did the same. I, I went in. I mean, I was I was actually one of the rare sunny picks. I was like, oh, cool. I'm like Alice Cooper. I'm like, I don't not like him. I just never. Yeah. I just never got into him, so I was I was excited to listen to this. And he was just on Eddie Trunk's show. His interviews are always awesome. He's always friendly, and he he loves his fans and loves his band. And you know, right now he's doing a freaking awesome tour with Rob Zombie. That I'd love to see the two of them together. You know, the the two Halloween horror guys. So God bless him. I, I haven't had a chance to listen to his brand new album, but a lot of people are saying it's really good. But yeah. Alice Cooper, it's it's been, you know, 40-something albums, and we finally got to one of the legends, so. All right, so let's talk about this album cover for Trash. Sonny, want to lead off? Yeah, so <laughs> it's Alice on the on the cover. He's looking down. Why? Because he's 41 years old, and he's not what you will call a handsome man. Yep. Um, he, he's wearing an Alice Cooper shirt, which I always thought was a little weird when when band members wear their own shirts. Thank um, you. There's a clip of Paul Stanley during one of the tours. Yeah, I can't remember exactly which one it is, and he's wearing a Kiss shirt, and I fucking hate it. It's just weird. Yep. Um, love the pants, those buckles on the pants. The jacket's cool. Um, I love the the trash is almost written like in lipstick, yep. right? Kind of or blood or something like that. So it's a good idea that it's red because it kind of pops off the background there. And his background is basically you know Sears Roebuck. <laughs> drop cloth back right so yeah and then you know he's looking down on the f- front picture but on the back picture is looking to the side a little bit uh so you can see uh the side of his jacket a little bit better it's it's an okay cover i mean you know you can't if it's not going to be art then it's got to be i guess just him you're not going to have the band on the cover because the band kept changing so and you don't really want to see his face so it's all right i guess yeah, it's I mean, the first thing you obviously notice is that he's got his head down. And, and if you don't know anything about this, you, you just think it's like, oh, you know, his head's down, like, you know, he's like a burnout or he's whatever. But I think, you, Sonny, you hit the nail on the head. His head's down because he's old at the at the, well, old, old ish for this kind of music. My opinion, I think that shirt should have been the cover. Um, I think that shirt, I think that those that image is fucking incredible. I mean, that's Alice Cooper right there. Half half his face. Half skull, you know, makeup. I think that's fantastic, but very, very, very dated cover with that jacket, the pants and everything. But, um, I don't know. Anytime I, anytime I think of like a band, you know, an artist like Alice Cooper and a title like trash, I always get disappointed when I don't see some like kick ass artwork. Like, like when Kiss used to do artwork, you know, you look at the previous album was raise your fist and yell. That fucking album cover is like iconic. That's so, that's such a cool piece of artwork right there. So I feel like they could have done something really fun and creative with with an album title like Trash, but yeah, it's okay. Yeah, if you're trying to sell hair metal, though, I'm sure somebody's in Alice's ear going, "Look, dude, like we can't like go out with like some sort of horror drawing. If you want other people to give you a shot, 
fair. Like that's not the way to do this right now. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, 89 was very different. So yeah. 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 By this point, Aussie's looking like Phyllis Dilla. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Remember on the sequins and all the hair that he was doing. Yeah. Uh, He's got his uh, Chris Jericho fucking studded black leather jacket. Yeah. Holy Christ. Is that where Chris gets that fucking jacket from? (laughs) Yikes. Um, The one common theme I have here, and I will repeat this when we get into the fucking music, is people want to talk about chasing trends in Kiss. I've never seen a more fucking obvious chase, uh, uh, trend chasing than this album. Whether it's the fucking cover or the fucking music. I only think of, and it's a running theme throughout this whole fucking album, is Alan Jackson's Gone Country, where he sings about all these people that, you know, maybe dabbled, like, oh, shit, country music is hot in the 90s. I'm going to be a country artist now. Oh, shit, hair metal is hot. Uh, What kind of jacket do I need to wear? How should my videos look? How should my band members, like, perform? How should the songs go? Oh, Oh, okay. So you already have a built-in audience as Alice Cooper, and now let me get Alice Cooper into that kind of thing. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you, and I think and and this is not this is not really a a commentary on the on the quality of the music, but it's almost it's like the almost the entire thing from getting Desmond Child to do this. It's like what Desmond Child when he did Detonator for Rats, a fucking same thing, slick, slick pop metal but this but at least rat already had a background of like sleazy hair metal alice cooper really didn't and to me this is almost like an ai generated like machine it's like like you said okay what do we who do we need to write this oh okay desmond child can do that we need like the pop metal slick production okay we need the snarling lyrics okay we could do that you know let's get bon jovi to help out Let's get Aerosmith in the uh, late right. 80s to help out. Let's get hire Desmond Child to write songs and to produce. Um, okay, how should the cover look? Like, yep. But is- I think it's funny. I think it's funny how, Zeus, you said, and we talk about this a lot. Kiss gets bludgeoned for chasing trends throughout the 80s. But Alice Cooper, oh, Poison, what a, a trash, what a great album. It's And it doesn't make him a bad person chasing trends. Sometimes you have to do that, but it's I just find it funny how, you know, Kiss does crazy nights. Oh, they just try to be fucking Bon Jovi. Yeah. yeah well, what's, what's Alice Cooper trying to be right here? The guy yeah. that did Welcome to My Nightmare. <laughs> he does spark in the dark. <laughs> I mean, hey, so Alice got bludgeoned for this, too. OK, he did. You okay, guys I just I, don't know it because I don't know because I'm not a fan because it Alice worked in our but it worked because it was on. There you uh, go. Hair metal He's, fucking he thing doesn't at midnight get me. or yeah. He doesn't put this out. He doesn't get me. Yeah. Okay, he that's doesn't fair. Get anybody who's watching MTV in the late eighties. But he, he gets get on Headbangers anybody. Ball. It gets that's him to right. a new right. generation that's the, of fans. That's the point, right? And Alice has said he knows what he was doing. He was chasing a trend. He absolutely knows it. And you know what, Sonny? Right? And I'll, he was uh, doing it on purpose. And you know what, Sonny? That is where I will give him credit. I will give him credit in a way where he's like, you know what? I need this i need i'm going to get desmond child i'm going to get the i'm going to get the production i'm going to get the hooky choruses i need this 
as opposed to an artist being like, what do you mean? This is just my natural abilities and I'm putting this album together. No, you're not. And Aerosmith so I get I, the same thing. But Aerosmith survived that's and right. got huge. Dude, and every, every band that had a huge career in the 70s, the only way they survived in the 80s was by conforming to the trends. They had, we say it all the time with Kiss. They, every band that was massive in the 70s survived only by conforming to what was going on in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Very, very two, few bands, very because, few bands didn't make the transition. Yeah. Because those other arena area, uh, album rock kind of like sticks and shit like that, too fucking ugly, can't survive in the hair band era. They yeah. Didn't. But so they made Mr. Roboto instead. Well, that was even before that. And no, no, no. I fucking, know. I know. But they're all just too, they, they couldn't fit into that stuff. Right. Even, even Journey really didn't continue to get big during the hair metal mid eighties and above. Not at I all. Mean, they, broke up. they broke up, but, but Frontiers, yeah, but, Frontiers was yeah. probably their early. That was, that was probably their attempt at early hair metal with Frontiers. Yeah, but they still weren't uh, raised on radio is more hair metal. That's true. That's a good point too. That they album. Should. Yeah. But it didn't, it didn't give them the success they were having with open arms and all over MTV. Oh, they didn't need it at that time. They were yeah, just, they were, they were, they were all, all those bands. Yeah. Those like Chicago's and all those other bands that were 80s kind of in 70s stuff. They just couldn't keep up with this stuff. They just didn't right. have the look. Right. And I'll tell you that when grunge came, Alice wasn't into it because to him, it wasn't visual. Right. So he's like, well, I, I guess I'll just go revert back to what I was doing. Yep. Because I really don't want to do this. This isn't going to help me. Yep. No, but that's I, I get that. I, I agree. But they all try to strip themselves down after the 90s came in. They all try to have to. Yeah. Yeah. Everything changed. Well, yeah. yeah. All right. So Alice did this knowingly. Okay. Right. I'll give I'll actually I'll I'll give I'll give him credit for it. Think about it. He put Ezra on the bench for two full albums. Yep. Going, I gotta get away from you. I gotta make a comeback and come back later. And Ezrin's been a part of his life ever since then. Well, the thing about Desmond Child, talk about him real quick. I mentioned Detonator, and we already did that album on ARC. Desmond Child is like a double-edged sword because he gives the band success and accessibility, but he also kind of makes the diehard fans be like, oh, really? Like if you love, I know, I know Zeus, you love Detonator and I don't, I don't mind it either. I think, I think it's a, I think it's pretty good. Sonny, we know how you feel about it, but it's not out of the cellar. It's not invasion of your privacy. It's, it's, it's an album that's meant for people who didn't want to listen to you know, look what they those, were doing beforehand. I agree. They went from no, out of the cellar, invasion, yep. down to dancing, dancing undercover, on, dancing down undercover. to the sky. They had to do something different, right? right? I agree. Going further and further down. Yeah. But no. anyways, Alice Cooper trash. Um, we've got our thoughts. Do you want to yep. get to the songs? Let's do it. All right. First track. Here we go. Kill my pain. Your- 
poison. All right. So <laughs> poison. <laughs> Belby of Defoe. Um, that. I love the individual picks. So the two of you can bash on great melodic music, fun, danceable type stuff, but whatever. Let's see if you'll trash it. Um, <laughs> so poison. All right. Songs about kind of one of those weird relationships. That's kind of exciting to get into at first, but then like turns into this horror story. Right. Um, I like that the intro doesn't last too long. The song fills in pretty good about a minute in. You immediately hear, if you've never heard Alice at this point, he's got kind of a menace to his vocal that Desmond Child's trying to tame down a little. Simple guitar melody, love the riff. Uh, I had actually, when I first heard the song, I'm like, I know that riff because I was already a John Waite fan. And it's on a, uh, the riff is from a song called Encircled. It was on his album Rover's Return. Mm-hmm. Um, so the guy, John McCurry, who got a writing credit for Poison, he's the one who wrote that riff. Uh, great chorus. Love the, the earworms. And Desmond Child's known for the earworms, right? So you get that don't touch too much in the vocals, uh, in the backing vocals, the pre-chorus chorus. Desmond's all about that. Alice Cooper lyrics. We'll talk about a lot of them today. I want to hurt you just to hear you screaming my name. That is Alice Cooper right there, baby. Um, not, not much of a guitar solo to speak of because they were trying to get this on the radio, and it worked because it got to number seven. <clears throat> so get this. Poison gets to number seven. Listen to the other six songs it's competing against, and you get an idea of how hot Alice got quick. Angelia Richard Marks is six. We didn't start the fire was number five that day Ooh. by Billy Joel. The Way That You Love Me by Paula Abdul was number four. Love Shack by the B-52s was number three. When I See You Smile by Bad English, yes, Ugh. Bad English, was number two. And Blame It on the Rain by Millie Vanilli was number one. So Yikes. he was getting onto the Billboard Hot 100 right out of the gate with this album. All that being said, I, I like the song. I'm not sure I would open the album with it because really it's kind of mid-tempo. And I think there was better songs you can open the album with. But if they were o- trying to open the album with a radio-type hit that Desmond was going to go get a top-10 hit with, I guess that's what you got in Poison. Yeah, I think I I kind of slightly disagree. I think this had to open up the album. I think, I mean, that's the thing. You know, we've talked about, keep talking about Desmond Child a lot, or at least I do. Um, whether or not you like what he does or not, his ability to make something catchy and earwormy and hooky is is just undeniable. And whether or not you like Alice Cooper or not, this song, you can't help but sing along. It, it, it's 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 melodic. It's hooky. It's got a, a great sing along chorus. Um, and I think the way the song is constructed, it does a really good job of taking what Alice Cooper does well and kind of elevating it, but kind of tamping down some of the stuff that might not be accessible to the common listener like no not the alice diehard you know the snarling vocals are there but they're not they're not too overwhelming and of course the lyrics the content it's it's alice cooper it's you know nightmarish horror whatever whatever you want to call it but i think that that main riff i think how the song opens up and i mean the the bridge into the chorus is just undeniable it's it's i'm surprised the song wasn't even big i know it was big but i feel like I feel like this is a song that like everybody should know from from this era, but uh, no, it's a it's a good song. I think it's a good way to open up the album, actually. Poison, written by Alice Cooper, Desmond Child, John McCurry, the guitarist. Uh, it went to number seven on U.S. Billboard. 
Uh, Ultimate Classic Raw calls it Alice's seventh best song. Mm. Um, I kind of said what I was going to say throughout this fucking album, and that is, it's a good song. I like it, but it's so fucking disposable. All that's of the, this that, album is. That's the, that's the word we used. It's just in one ear, out the other. Okay, that was good. The fact that you guys went on that long about this song it amazes me. There's not much to say. It's it's fun. It's catchy. It's easy. It's bubblegum pop music. That's but what it least, is. But at least it's good. I like it. Um, it's paint by numbers, hair metal. Uh, again, I like Alice's voice. I've always kind of respected it. Uh, do I have a problem with this song being the opener? Not really. It's fine. Uh, I don't have any other albums to compare it to, to say this is what he usually does. So um, just a little, it's just pop metal, fun kind of song. Um, there's a video. He's got his Chris Jericho studded jacket again, uh, but it's, it's hair metal at its finest. Yeah. It reminds me of the, like somebody went to school in LA and said, this is what we're going to do when all these videos coming up for the next fucking seven years. And that is like a band performing on a big stage, a hot woman flash into her doing something mysterious in the background and the lead singer like pleading and, and being like, all oh, like, Ooh. Hey. Mm-hmm. same throughout all of them doing it. And just, they all very similar, nothing exciting, nothing different about the video, but it is what it is. Yeah. This video, you get a little more of the band, the rest of the videos, you get a lot more Alice. Uh, you actually get to see Alice's face here, which, you know, you got to kind of brace yourself a little bit. Um, both women are the same woman. So that's Raina Kennedy playing both women, by the way, if you don't know that. Um, but yeah, I, you know, the breaking the chair, Ooh, I'm tough. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't know if I need a 41 year old, like breaking the chair to show how tough he is. Like I, yeah, the, I think the videos got to a point where if, a record company wanted to tame down how much they were spending on the video. These are the videos you got, mm-hmm. right? They're just warehouse videos, change the jacket, change your shirt. We're going to do the next video, that kind of thing. By the yeah. time it got the fucking, you know, guns of roses and use your illusion where we're at $200,000 a video. That's ridiculous, yeah. right? We don't need anybody coming up out of the fucking water, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, for the time, the video was fine. Difference is though, like MTV played videos. Now, yeah. when I see high fucking, sp- like that's what I was giving shit about the Foo Fighters and the last one, like, where are you going to see these videos? They their YouTube page. Their YouTube page. <laughs> I Pe- know. People go to their YouTube page and watch them. Yeah, but you got to be a fan of the band. It's not a channel anymore. Like how we were glued and MTV right. and videos just could make or break you. And uh, I could see doing this. It's a nice little formula like Sonny described. Here's our, you know, a warehouse or a fucking air airplane uh, hanger or something yeah. and play there. And then we'll just have these hot chicks in the background flashing to them. Fucking simple formula. Yeah. 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 The whole thing, like we already said it a couple of times. It's like, you know, like you, you know, like those 3d printers, <laughs> it's almost like they made like just like a 3d printout of what eighties hair metal should be like. And, and that's what this video is. That's what this album is. It doesn't mean it's bad. 
but like Sonny said, Alice Cooper knew exactly what he was doing and, and he did it. It's 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 just it's AI generated hair metal. Yeah. The fun, the but it's the same is, shit. Go ahead. What Suze was talking about, about those uh, psychedelic videos, the I'm 18 video, video yeah. the Iron yep. Man, they all look the same. Yes. If exactly. Somebody came up with something and go, all right, we can put any 70s metal through this chamber. That's and right. Get whatever you want out of it. Yep. You're right. Yeah. Yep. But the one funny thing is, like, he found a way to be like, I'm the menacing demon type character. Right. And still be like, whatever. Whereas yep. Gene fucking lost it and couldn't pull that off. That's right. But you don't like, you don't see that video. You almost think of him as like a masochist when he sings these songs, like, I'm going to fucking punish you. And it's, oh, like, yeah. Yeah. He's not being, he's once in a while in these videos, he'll be like, ooh, ooh. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm crooning for you, baby. Come to me. Like, <laughs> so it, it didn't get too creepy. Right. He's still like Alice Cooper. He's got the hat. He'll have the cane or he'll point to the camera like menacingly, even though he weighs like 90 pounds and he needs to settle the fuck down. He ain't yep. scaring anybody, but whatever. Let's go to the next song. in the dark come over here and kiss me i want to pull your hair um okay so this was the song that got me to pick the album because one day i was getting ready and i'm like why the fuck am i like dancing and i happen to be listening to this song and i'm like man what a danceable tune i think i will go with this album um great chorus super short guitar solo that whole when he says champagne and then that little guitar melody happens afterwards. It's a great guitar melody all the way around. Love the pace of the song. Love all the little guitar noodling that's happening all the way throughout the song. If you ever, ever listened for it, um, the outro. So if, if you ever give this song a shot, you're not going to be able to figure out what he says at the end. So in case you care, here's what he says at the end, which you can't make out. Oh, well, you got your reputation, by baby. I got mine. And there's every indication you're the dangerous kind. You're wearing the black leather dress and is teasing tight. Spark's going to fly when I turn out the light. So that's what he's whispering at the Ooh. end over all that shit that's going yep. on. Right. But uh, to me, you know, this wasn't really released as a single. It was, it's not really a song that anybody ever talks about. Alice Cooper 
Honestly, it's one of my favorite Alice Cooper songs just because the pace and that fucking guitar melody is so catchy. And it makes a, it makes the chorus catchy. I love this song. You nailed it, including I have in my notes here. Alice Cooper made a dance track. <laughs> like I'm listening to this. I'm like, I could picture like this, like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, like an eighties, like, like, you know, high school movie with a bunch of kids being like, Oh, what's this? What's this hip new song? It's Alice Cooper. Oh my God. <laughs> but you're right. It's super catchy. Like this is what I'm talking. This is the, like, Again, I'm, I'm going to say it again. I mean, it's like we're doing like an infomercial for Desmond Child. This is the brilliance of him. Whether or not you like this song or not, it is earworm central. The riff, you can't get out of your head. The frigging, the hooky, catchy chorus, the beat, the rhythm, the tempo. Sonny, I'm with you. I think that I, so all I knew about this album was Poison, which was the first track. So as soon as Poison ended, I was like, okay, I don't, I don't know anything about this album ever. And as soon as I heard this, I'm like, all right, I'm on board. I like this song a lot. So Spark in the Dark by Alice Cooper and Desmond Child. Do you really need to be told that it's Desmond Child all over this album? Or can you not tell just from the choruses? I agree. You're right. That's that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, I I I mean, I was trying to be like I was being coy a little bit because I, I wanted to write on every one of these songs going forward. See above. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I see above. Oh, believe me, I struggled for a lot of notes on these songs. When you talk about this is like fucking like all of a sudden like bad dance fucking music. I think this music, the way it is in the fucking Carlton the, dance Carlton song. Dance. I think of the fucking the, me and you used to laugh at this. That show on Nickelodeon, my kid used to watch when she was little, the Fresh Beat Band. Oh, God. <laughs> the Fresh Beat. They used to be called the Jump Arounds. Then they changed their name to the Fresh Beat Band. Do you remember the fucking white, oh, kid, I re- the white I- kid rapping? Yeah. <laughs> they had a song. I think it was like that. That sounded like this song. Yep. They would go like this in the background, all <laughs> dancing. It is just, again, I'm not saying it's a bad song. It, it, it's just, like, I expect more from him. From who? You know, from Alice. From Alice? Like, it, it's so. I think, I think that's a good point, Zeus. It's almost like. Dude, this is so transparent <laughs> what you're doing right now. <laughs> but you're like, oh, spark in the dark. Yeah, exactly. You can't get it out of your head. That's why. I, that's yes. Right. Yeah. And I'm telling you, for somebody like me, when I go back and listen to Constrictor or Raise Your Fist and Yell or even yeah. Welcome to My Nightmare, I, I can't listen to that stuff. So yeah. he doesn't get me if he doesn't do this. Fair. I get it. Fair. But- that's fair. It's so formulaic. It is the same shit throughout this whole fucking album all the way down. There is no nuance in this. And I guess what I, I I don't know. I I guess I'm like, I like that era of music. I do. But there's certain bands to me that stick out. There is a difference between Rat and Dawkin and Great White to the rest of the fucking trend followers right. that came out later and the generation after them, the dangerous toys and danger, danger and fucking TNTs of the world. There's a huge difference. They all those songs sound the same as the same formula. And I feel like 
Alice because he's got some talent in his voice and he's got Desmond Child doing it versus, <laughs> hey, let me go to the Tora Tora bandmates to write this song. That's why these songs stick out and are catchy in a bubblegum, like in your brain that like you're like, hmm, spark in the dark. Yeah. Like they don't have the talentless the- crew that those other shitty bands had. I think the other thing too is, and again, I'm not, I'm not, I know, I know this, these, I know all this sounds like a criticism. It's more of like an observation because two songs in and I like both of them, but it sounds like this entire album was written and could have been given to any band at all. This album does not sound like it was made for Alice Cooper. It sounds like it was made for Bon Jovi's lost album. Like, Hey, Alice, you'll do it. It sounds like Desmond Child wrote 10 songs and said, okay, who wants this? Because whoever sings these songs, they're going to sound great. Okay, it's, the Motown machine. it's the Motown Al- machine, right? Perfect analogy. Yes, the Motown right? machine. Yes. So they're like, okay, we'll give this one to the Four Tops. We'll give this one to the Temptations. All right, Supremes, you'll take this song. And if any one of those songs ended up with another band, it'd still be a hit. Exactly. But it's happening in pop, too. That's happening with oh, Beyonce. No. Oh, no, That's you're right. with Bruno Mars. Absolutely. Yeah, You're yeah, right. I know. I know. And again, it's not again, it's not like an indictment or it's like it's like a, it's not necessarily a criticism. It's more of an observation of where music was in, in, in 1989. And, and again, a guy like Alice. We're holding him to a higher standard because I'm, fucking, I'm not. I'm not. I don't give a shit. Because if not, and Nitro was given this, <laughs> you know, they'd be fucking in heaven. Right. So Nitro. I don't know. Uh, all right. Let's go to the next track. House of Fire. So now, wait, what's uh, the title, Sonny? House of Fire. <laughs> you want it like that? Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> so Desmond Child, you know, we were kind of talking about writing songs for people. Initially, this was supposed to be a Joan Jett song, but they couldn't get it to fit. So Joan Jett has a writing credit on it. Wow. Another great chorus. Song feels like arena filling when it kind of builds to the chorus. I love the doubling of the vocal and parts of the verses. Again, guitar noodling all over the place because you got to do something. Alice does not have a dynamic enough vocal to just be Alice. There's got to be something that continues to catch you. 
Uh, you get a real guitar solo on this song, even though it's a little bit shorter. Third song in. You, If you've never heard Alice before, okay, he's not Pavarotti. I get it. But it's unique, right? And it's another danceable, very radio-friendly type song. So <laughs> many, many moons later. So we're talking 25 years later. Bon Jovi puts out a deluxe version in New Jersey. And <laughs> there is a version of this song because I guess Bon Jovi was going to do the song. And it mm-hmm. didn't sound right with them either because it's very like Calypso feeling when you mm-hmm. kind of listen to it. So it's on the deluxe version. It's on uh, Spotify if you want to check it out. Um, and then, you know, the they did a little bridge and Bon Jovi did a little bridge in there. There's no way Alice could have done. So what Desmond kind of did with this song is think he was trying to make it straight rock but it didn't fit with joan jet try to put it into bon jovi it wasn't quite fitting there it's like all right put a little haunt to it and see if it fits with alice cooper and it did right so great song um you know is it one of my favorites off this album it's middle of the road to me just because it, it's not as danceable and as catchy as like a spark in the dark but it doesn't surprise me that it was a single because it works for what it is yeah, I agree. I mean, like Zeus said, it's kind of getting it's getting to the point where it's just like see above hooky, catchy, great chorus, you know, nice bridge, you know, the gang vocals, it's sing along. I mean, it's it's an infectious song. You 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 find yourself subconsciously humming along or even singing outwardly. The only thing is I think the 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 outro if I had a nickel for every time he said house of fire, I mean, he's that that he, it's like the it feels like the last two minutes of the song are just building a house of fire every time we touch, building a house of fire. It's like, okay, I get it, I get it. But we talked about this song. I think I believe it was this song when you when when you showed us the the Bon Jovi thing. I'm like, three songs in. Why why did Kiss not do any of these songs on this album? These would have been fucking. Jet. First of all, it's ironic because Kiss had a song called Firehouse, and this is House of Fire. But these would have been some, whether you had Paul singing them or Gene. These, I mean, I, uh, 1989 was Hot in the Shade, and I love Hot in the Shade, and it had Rise to It and Hide Your Heart. It had some hooky, poppy songs. But man, I'm, I'm listening to this album like fucking Paul Stanley missed the boat on some of these songs. I mean, he's obviously worked with Desmond Child before, but ah, could have used him maybe here a little bit too. House of Fire, written by Alice Cooper, Desmond Child, Joan Chet. It went to number 56 on Billboard's 100, 39 on mainstream rock charts. Uh, Joe, Joe Perry plays on this. There's a lot of uh, uh, appearances and cameos from uh, all, all the artists that we all know and love. Yep. Um, very similar to above. Just catchy songs. Think about these songs, okay? I'm just going to throw out a couple out there. I was made for loving you. I hate myself for loving you. You give love a bad name. Living on a prayer. Dude looks like a lady. Uh, just like Jesse James. Uh, poison. How can we be lovers? The cup of life. Live in La Vida Loca. How many of those do we all know the fucking choruses? Yep. Every one of them. Every one and of them. How many times is the chorus repeated in all those? Great point. He fucking loves to shove that fucking chorus in your brain yes so again i haven't like disliked any of these songs right i mean this song is okay uh i don't have a problem with it and, and you're right about the house of fire but you could say that about all of these songs how many right. times do repeat the chorus true well uh, shit share could have done this song 
Oh, Anybody could have done this song. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. could have bounced this around to 15 different artists and it'd still yeah. be the same kind of song. Um, I think uh, the, there's a video too. Alice is in some sort of shitty house falling apart. And uh, <laughs> there's a chick that shows up every once in a while. And it's like you said, more of him than the, less of the band. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Yeah. No, no, that's it. You describe the video. That's it. <laughs> well, you get, you know, you got people breaking through doors and Alice coming through the ground. My, my, my problem with the video is whoever edited it, like there was, there's a, uh, a, a clip where you can see the fire through his sunglasses, yeah. which is cool when yeah. you do it once, not yeah. five times. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So they're like yep. the person edited it in, like, like he came out of the ground. Okay. That's cool. Once. Why is he got to do it twice? Right, like, what you doing, man? Why? <laughs> Why? Uh, uh, but yeah, it's just speaking of, this. Oh, gonna, this is just a video. I mean, it's an yeah. 80s video. What do you want, Tom? You're going to try to segue us into the next song. Thank you. You picked up on that. Yes. Why trust you? That's next. Okay, so why trust you? Now we get uh, it's probably a little more. It's probably a little more hair metal than pop. Uh, depends on you know whether you like cheesy lyrics or not. Uh, yes, he did say pants on fire. Yes, he did say, but your teeth is are sharp sharp as a crocodile. It's cheesy. It's fun. I should absolutely hate the song, and I don't because I like the little. I like the guitar solo. I like it's a little bit longer. I like the bridge thing before it builds to the final choruses. I like the way the song ended. I like, he's trying to sell to the, the Bible, to the devil himself. Like there's, there is something about this song that makes me do the Carlton dance. You guys, uh, you guys brought it up. <laughs> I, I just, I really there. It checks so many boxes of things I hate, but for some reason I can't hate the song. I don't know what it is. So this is funny, Sonny, funny, Sonny, because as soon as this song started and he's saying, I'm like, how does Sonny not like faster pussycat? This is faster pussycat. This is sunset strip sleaze rock Alice Cooper style. This particular song is different than everything we've heard so far on the album. I mean, it, it's still catchy, hooky, Desmond Child, but his his lyrics, his his singing style, the chorus this is a faster pussycat song. So when I'm hearing this, I'm like, I, I don't understand how Sonny doesn't. I'm, I'm not saying you have to love faster pussycat, but you like you loathe that band. And I'm like, it's not that different from this song. Why trust you could be a song by them? Uh, then I wouldn't like it. 
That song, <laughs> that, that band sucks. Dude. No, they don't. That, nothing about that band is good. They're awesome. But go ahead. Why yeah. Trust You is written by Alice Cooper and Desmond Child. Yeah, I had the same th- thoughts. This is about as hair metal as you could get. Yep. The words, the rhyming. The, it's very melodic. I'll give him that. And then, uh, of course, he gets into how do I know it's uh, hair metal? Because he goes into the Bon Jovi uh, spot in the middle of the song was, why trust yeah. you? All <laughs> yeah. drums, the yep. guitars stop. And and you can replace that chorus when they do that with any hair metal. Fucking you give love a bad name or yep. whatever. Yeah. Oh, yep. You should know. Find yeah. <laughs> yeah, out. That exactly. is the most yeah, yeah. fucking clap along song yep. of the 80s. Yep. You should know by now. That's this. A hundred percent. Yep. And uh, again, a song that's not. I haven't heard a bad song yet. And they're all decent. Just wait. They're just, you know, they're just uh, disposable. In one ear, out the other. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Okay, yeah. cool. You're not fucking. Oh, my fucking funeral. Please play. <laughs> I trust you. <laughs> You know, but you don't have to. You can have everything else. Now, I can't wait to talk about this next track. I know you can't because I know where you're going with this. Go ahead. Next track. my heart talking all right so after you get the hair metal why trust you you know you got to bring it down a little bit i get it uh it's a total bon jovi opening like when you first hear the song you think the song's about to go into always right if you just close your eyes it's basically the start of always it was the fourth single um Alice doing a ballad you know that's like ace doing a ballad it's like ozzy doing a ballad it's like Oh, are we ready for this? Now, we've heard some brutal Aussie ones. The only thing that makes this song somewhat listenable is Steven Tyler is so fucking loud in the backing vocals to try to hide what what Alice is doing in the vocal during the chorus. It's a good idea. And as you go on to the song and every chorus comes, Steven gets louder and louder and louder. (laughs) 
So the chorus becomes better and better and better because you hear more Steven than you do hear Alice. Nice, quick guitar solo. The song's okay. I don't need Alice Cooper ballads, but uh, for all the ballads that I've heard Alice Cooper do in all of his uh, albums that he's put out there, like the ballad of Dwight Fry is pretty bad. This is better than that. Um, it's still Desmond's song, right? But if it wasn't for Steven Tyler, this song would be a little tough to hear. All right. Sonny Pooney's fifth worst ranked song in ARC is Given Yourself Away by Rat. Which is brutal. Which is they Desmond Child. Which is Desmond Child's Steven Tyler. A, which is Desmond Child's <laughs> attempt at giving Stephen Piercy a ballad. This is worse. This <laughs> is horrendous this i feel like very rarely do i have to update my bottom 20 songs on arc when when, when, when we update our rankings i'm gonna have a lot of work to do this month this is terrible nobody ever wants to hear alice cooper sing a ballad nobody and again, it was a conscious decision to try to get into that that late 80s hair metal ballad. First of all, it's not even Alice Cooper's fault. The song itself is nobody could have made this song good. It's it's a it's a terrible song. And I just was laughing. I'm like, that fucking poony hates giving yourself away. If he tells me he likes this song. So I'm glad it's okay. You, I'm, I'm glad okay. you said it. Pretty much the only thing you're hanging on to is is that it's Alice Cooper, because the song is not good. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Only My Heart Talking, written by Alice Cooper, Bruce Roberts, and Andy Goldsmith. Some Goldmark. I can't read my writing. Quite. They're just it's, trying to blame it, other people. It's, 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 gold, it's Goldmark. Okay. It's Andy Gold something. You all suck. <laughs> uh, not going not, not to work here anymore. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it made it to number 89 on the Billboard's 100. Well, that's, that's all Steven Tyler. <laughs> yeah. 19 on mainstream rock tracks. Steven mm-hmm. Tyler's helps with the vocals. Uh, I said is it's tr- it's a trying to be uh, uh, Bon Jovi's Never Say Goodbye is what I thought okay. he's trying right. to rip yeah. off. Okay. Uh, this is the part. And it wasn't so much you giving yourself away. Coming from the man that cannot. Let it go that Ozzy does ballads. Oh, yeah. Ozzy's ballads. You fucking dude. This is better. (laughs) Dude, have you ever heard so tired? If you're telling me this is worse. Dude, I know you're trolling me. I know you're trolling me. Zeus loves so tired. I love love that song. I know you're trolling me. Oh, my God. This is just, that's my saying. The hypocrisy of you. (laughs) It is just. Living so to be a fucking troll. That's so all that you could are. be worse than White Limo. Uh, I, I, lo- can I, I t- can't I lo- wait to pick it and I can fucking make it the number one song on that album. I love how we're litigating shitty 80s ballads right now. This is fucking great. By horrible singers. <laughs> okay. well, that's true. Okay. So I, that's where I'm like, if he gives this anything other than this is fucking horrible. I said I'm the like, same thing. I'm going to pull out the hypocrisy card <laughs> and throw it at him. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Alice Cooper doing fucking love. Dude, you are not a handsome man, and you should not be doing fucking ballads. You're supposed to be the scary character, okay? Even the ballad that I like from him, Only Women Bleed, no, it's not about that. 
Right. Uh, people think it's all about, uh, is it about chicks in their periods? No, <laughs> no, no, no. But I that's love a good, that song. That's, that's a good song. It is. And Lita Ford actually does a pretty good cover. Yes, of she does. Yeah. Um, but it's bullshit. I'm calling hypocrisy on you. Not because this song is good. It's because you're full of shit when you <laughs> bitch about Ozzy and you bitch about others and you're like, oh yeah, but it's Alice Cooper. He's lovable. Give him a pass. Oh, Dude, okay. put Steven Tyler on those two songs and they could possibly make them listenable. Anyways, there's a video for this. The video is great. Yeah, Alice tries to do the ooh face. It, it doesn't, it doesn't not, work. It he's doesn't trying work. trying to be like, ooh, we're doing the shoulder shake and everything with the chick. Dude, you are, you need Dude, to you're stop like a, doing that. You're a, you're, a, you're a wrinkly old burnout. It's, yeah. you, you get no sex appeal. Crooning you see Alice Eric Cooper is not a good video? look. What's that, Sonny? Did you see Eric was in the video? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the chick takes off with Steven's car and it says Steven on the license plate at the end of the video. And then he turns to even smoking hotter chick. And she's like, Oh, you're a handsome man. Let me walk off with you instead. Oh, okay. Realistic shit. And I think that was the billion dollar baby's doll on the bed too. Maybe I didn't pick up on it. I don't know. I don't put it in the category of Tom. I just put, fucking Sonny's hypocrisy of these ballads in that. Wait, There's the no category hypocrisy. of me? Wait, wait, what did I do? Meaning, like, you fucking hate this song. Dude, oh, like, oh, I see what I'm, you mean. Anybody listening, put only your heart talking so tired and giving yourself away. If you don't like this song better than those other two, you don't know what music is. Those Here other two comes. songs are great songs. Oh, and you don't know terrible. what you're talking about. You don't they're know terrible. what you're talking about. First of all, song. I will say, giving yourself away is not very good. But I but, like it, but I know you do, and that's okay. But they, and they, there are a lot that do like it too. Yeah, no, it's okay. So tired is <sighs> terrible. It's no, terrible. Nope, it's fucking awesome. And the all video, right, all right. And the let's, video is even better. All right, let's oh. all sleep on a bed of nails. <laughs> I would if I had to listen to the song before again. Yeah. 
Okay, so we get to Bed of Nails. There are not that many songs out there that are Desmond Child and Diane Warren co-write. They're, they don't normally work together. Um, this one's one of those. Starts off with this slow opening, like a creature stalking in the dark in a horror film. You're not going to be able to understand what he says at the beginning. So this is what he says at the beginning. I love the way you hurt me. My tears are your wine. Your thoughts would draw my plan for a cruise in vain. Like talons in the pale moon shining above us, the line between pleasure and pain has slowly vanished as we sink deeper and deeper into a void of your venomous love. That's what he says. I, none Relax. of that shit means Fucking take it down a notch there, Cooper. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what any of that shit means. Uh, basically, the song's about, you know, rocky relationship. You're trying to keep it fresh with basically S&M. Love the way the guitar melody follows the vocal melody in the verse. Um, another danceable tune. <laughs> great chorus. Great guitar solo. Alice is the only person on the planet, especially in the fucking 80s, that can get away with ow, 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 ow <laughs> as a fucking lyric. But I guess if you have Desmond Child tell you how to do ow, 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 ow. <laughs> I guess it works, and I make fun of it all the time, but it's embedded in my head for my whole life. I really like this song because it is so fucking catchy. Dude, I don't know how this song is was not a hit. I, I don't understand how this was not a hit. I, I mean, I love see to me, I think the verse the the verse melody is kind of the weakest part of it. I love the intro in that main riff. And then it pulls back when Alice goes through the through the verses, but then the bridge. And then once you get to that chorus, I'm like, I'm like fucking fist pumping. I'm like fucking bed of nails. Your eyes like a oh yeah, a oh my god. I'm like, how, how is this? The only thing that would have made this song better is if it didn't have the, the the super slick production. If it was a little bit grimier and and a little bit more like you know thicker and heavier. I I think this song. All I kept thinking as I'm listening to this, I'm like, how is this not a fucking hit? How did this not get popular? Because I think this, I think it's a great tune. <laughs> because people have ears. That's why it didn't become a hit. This is why I love these episodes. I Come love on. when all three of us are all over. Come on. Bed of Nails, written by Alice Cooper, Desmond Child, Kane, Musclebound, Roberts, and Diane Warren. I wrote all four of these fucking talents, and we got this. With all these fucking songwriters. Dude, I am Come surprised. I, you you love hair metal and pop metal. I, I can't do, believe it. It's just. I feel like this is dumbing it down to a fucking level. It is. Oh, just. But this, all right. this song's better than anything on Detonator. Period. Oh, God. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Number 38 in UK. It wasn't released as a single in the US. And. um. There's something he's doing in his vocal. I wasn't sure what he's doing. First, we're gonna kiss, oh, then I we're gonna say. That's why, that's why I said the verses. What the fuck is he doing? That's why I said the verses are terrible. That's the one real negative for me. Yeah, it's when like Ozzy gets whiny. No more tears. That's how the song goes. No more tears. 
Clip that. That needs to be like an intro for an episode That's right there. That's the song, and then this is this. First, I'll take a shit. Then I'll take a shower. Then I'll shave. Then I'll get dressed. Then Desmond will write oh this fucking God. 80s tune for me. It's just, I don't know what he's fucking going on. But again, catchy as hell chorus because that's the that, that's the point. But the one that's thing the I point. do pick out on the song is the guitar is really good. It is even the solo is really good. Yep. And it's maybe it's because he's got Kane Roberts doing this, and there's some familiarity there, and, and he let him let loose a little bit more. But I think the guitar is really good on this. Uh, there's another fucking video. It's another like great white rock me type video. Uh, him, him wearing his Jericho jacket. Performance video with some hot chick. Yeah, that's and, it. It's, and the cane and the whip show up, and yeah. there's more canes. Right. Basically. Yep. Yeah. yeah. What we get? We get it, Alice. You're a badass. First, we're gonna do a video. Then we're gonna. Da, 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 da. <laughs> it was my God. voice today. All right. Let's go to the. Let's keep it. Let's keep the hits rolling. Fucking song title we probably have ever reviewed on this on this show. This maniac is in love with you. Um, okay. So the vocal delay in parts of the verse, like I used to be, used to be, like cool earworm. I love the guitar fill in the chorus after this maniac's in love with you. So if you notice, after the first chorus, it was separate. This maniac's in love with you. In the second chorus, it's under the vocal, right? So that's kind of Desmond changing things up a little. Uh, great guitar solo. I even love the horns in this video, in this song. Love the pre-chorus and the chorus. The chorus is like a storytelling musical theater type thing. And I think this is where Desmond gets a lot of credit for what he does with Alice and both of the albums that he was involved in is Alice wants to make everything musical theater. And Desmond's like, look, you got to back off that shit. If you want to do it, this is how you do this to still make it catchy. Now in the chorus, if you if you listen with headphones, there's somebody in the back of vocals doing the guitar melody. They're scatting it with their voice, so there is a in the uh, uh, in the backing vocals during the chorus one goes right. There's somebody doing oh 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 oh. I don't know who's doing that, but it's just layered underneath just to fill the music up. It's all Desmond Child tricks. 
I love this song because this maniac's in love with you. There's nothing more that you can do. This is the one of the dumbest fucking songs we've ever come across <laughs> in, in ARC. <laughs> what are we doing here? I mean, first of all, <laughs> I mean, first of all, it's like it makes it like borderline again, like dance. It's like, and then how did you just spend? Uh, an hour talking about this song, and not once did you mention the "all right, it's all right." The <laughs> it's fucking terrible part of the song. <laughs> it's the whole. This is, but you're right once again. And then they bring in the. I can't tell if the horns are real horns or if they're synth horns or whatever. But that's <sighs> look. It's it's playing up the Alice Cooper image. You know this uh, this a few years. Prior to this album, he did a song for Friday the 13th, part six, you know, the man behind the mask. And then he's, you know, this maniacs in love with you. I get uh, this to me is pushing too hard. You, 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 you push. I get what you're trying to do. Desmond and Alice, this one, you, I'm not, I'm not buying it. I'm, I'm not. It's you're trying too hard. No, I got to read this. This maniacs in love with you. Alice Cooper, Desmond Child, Bob Held, and Tom Teeley. It took four fucking people to write this shit. <laughs> there's cowbell in this, and this is like, I feel like this Bon Jovi's Let It Rock. Because everything, I feel like, harpens back to Bon Jovi albums, where I think of Desmond Child. There's a lot of keys on this fucking song. Yeah. And... Uh, I don't know it, and I said Alice, but I shouldn't say Alice. I should say Alice on this album hasn't met a chorus that he didn't want to repeat a fucking hundred times on this. Thank album. you. The whole the whole album. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing else that you can do. This maniac's in love with you. It's <laughs> it's oh no! But you know what's funny? It's not the stupidest song on the album. We haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> this is the stupidest fucking title in the history of album review crew. And we've done Bullet Boys fucking and and Heat. Although Heat does have one of those, what was it like? Victory, Victory. Over, or something, some like Olymp, we are gods. Is that it? What something like that? We are gods. Yeah. Some fucking, you can do it, Waterboy type (laughs) shit on that. Oh my God. Good God. Wow. Now, let's go to the aptly titled trash, the title track. Okay, so trash. So to me, this sounds like Aerosmith, Rolling Stones, Bon Jovi, kind of all 
rolled up into one. John is so fucking loud in the backing vocals. It's not a great chorus. I do like the bridge when Alice and John sing together. Great guitar melody. Very blues guitar type solo. My issues with the song. First of all, it's not a great chorus. You're a daddy's dream. You're a peach and cream. And you're finally ripe at last. Dude, (laughs) 41-year-old singing that. Okay. If my love was like a lollipop, would you lick it? And then Al, that's what John said. Alice says, until you get to the chewy center. God damn, guys. <laughs> right? you try, stop it. <laughs> Even that, what you want, what you want, what you want, I got it. What you want, what you want. Okay. Somebody wrote that. They probably liked it. It doesn't fit in this song. They forced it into this song. The rapping at the end. It's. This for being the title track, this is not a good song. I don't, it's, I don't skip it, but when it comes up, I I can't do anything but laugh. And to know how many people are involved in this fucking song, I'm not in love with the song. You named a bunch of bands that this reminds you of. Again, this is Faster Pussycat. He He even says the word cat house. Which is a faster pussycat song when he says, I see you crawling on the cat house floor. Just, uh, and the, the, like you said, the Bon Jovi stuff. It's, it's He's so loud. Yeah. It, it, it's, yeah. It's like, it's almost like the point where they're like, we know that Alice can't do this. Just John take over because he can't do this. I mean, the, the chorus, it's like that, like snarl again, that, that kind of trash. Like, yeah, it's, it's not very good. <laughs> Crash, written by Alice Cooper, Desmond Child, Mark Frazier, James Sever. So this one has John Bon Jovi on the vocals, Tom Hamilton on bass, Aerosmith's bassist, and Joey Kramer on drums, Aerosmith's drummer. This is fucking horrendous. This is the yep. worst song. I don't care. We don't have to wait till the rankings. This is one of the worst songs we've ever reviewed it is so fucking terrible yes i don't know what's worse on this the stupid lyrics the uh like the i i think there's trying to be melody in here it's it's not in there i only reason i think this album was picked so Sonny can repeat that John Bon Jovi fucking line about licking the lollipop. I think that <laughs> is the only reason we're doing this whole album because I can totally see Sonny just like putting it on his mantle. Like, you know, you can buy like lyrics yeah. and put him on your wall or your yeah. shirt. Yeah. This is Sonny's lyric right now. And I think this is how we ended up getting Alice Cooper's trash because of that fucking Bon Jovi line. All right. We're almost done. What is the next song called? Hell is Living Through This Album Review Crew episode. Masqueraders, you're hidden in the colors 
of a million other lost Uranians in last big parade. I'm the loneliest spectator. Cause you're gone without a trace. In a sea of faceless imitators. So, hell is living without you. All right. <laughs> no. This song is not good. <laughs> it's, trying to give, it's trying to give you a haunting start. Meh. It's trying to give you a rock opera. Meh. The pre-chorus is probably the listenable part. The chorus is not great. The verses are not good. Alice is singing another ballad. That's not good. The guitar solo is great. The outro solo is great, but it's not enough to save the song. Desmond's trying to throw all kinds of different backing vocals into it. That didn't save the song. It's co-written by both Bon Jovi and Sambora. I can exactly understand why this did not end up being a Bon Jovi song either, because it's not a good song. Whoever, whoever thought that this was good enough to have Steve Lukather play guitar. <laughs> Steve obviously did not know what he was playing guitar on. They just told him, play this part and get out. Because if he would have known that it was going in hell is living without you, he'd have said, fuck no, this is not good. Why is there another ballad on this, this album? 1989. <sighs> Sonny, you said it perfectly. Like that, You know what this reminds me of? Because the song, the song sucks. We agree on that. It, it reminds me of on Psycho Circus, when Paul was like, oh, Peter, you 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 want to sing a song? Here, I, here's this piece of shit. I finally found my way. It's like John Bon Jovi or Richie Sambora like, this song is awful, and there's no way we're putting in this on our album. But Alice, you can, you can have it. Yikes. Not good. Hell is Living Without You, written by Alice Cooper, Desmond Child, John Bon Jovi, and Richie Sambora. Look at talent on that. Seriously. Sambora plays guitar, so does Steve Lukather. This is, I mean, I could see them putting this as a Bon Jovi song. Um, I like the solo on it, though, the guitar solo. But I think it's not as horrendous as the previous ballad, but it's still pretty, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's just not very good and it's paint by numbers and let me do a hair metal song and it doesn't work when it's alice cooper singing uh, about his love i don't want to hear about that shit um <laughs> no one does yeah let's end on the final song oh god no your mama thinks i'm filthy your daddy called me scum wrap your fingers all around me i'm Fire! 
I'm your gun. So the song starts a cappella and it gives a cappella a whole new meaning. Your mama thinks I'm filthy. <laughs> All right. Your daddy calls me scum. All right. Wrap your fingers all around me. I'm your gun. All right. Uh, I love the pace of this song. I love that the song has a punk feel to it. Um, I think this is supposed to be Alice playing up the devil. So I think that whole acapella thing is supposed to be Lucifer. Uh, Before the first chorus, if you can't understand what he's saying, he says, you're a scared little girl uh, in this big, bad town. So easy to sink, so easy to drown. Before the second chorus, he says, I know these streets like the scars on my back, and I need, and I stay as loaded as this gun on my back. And, you know, so because he's the backing vocals are singing, you need someone who will be strong, and it's hard to figure out what they're saying in between. Love the doubling of the, uh, of the vocal with Kip on the back half of the second verse. Love the chorus. Great guitar solo fits the song. It, the song is so cheesy. You do not realize all the guitar fills that are happening. Like every Desmond guitar fill he can think of is in this song. If you go back and just listen to the, try to just listen for the guitar, there's tons of shit going on. I think it's an awesome closing song because of the pace and the feel. And I'm glad they ended on a uh, song that had another great chorus. I'm actually a big fan of this song. All these people out there that are going to try to tell me that grunge killed hair metal, Nirvana killed him. <laughs> this fucking stupidity is what killed hair metal. What? Pull your trigger. This pull is my what, trigger off this, this ridiculousness killed hair metal. It was inevitable that bands were going to come around and be like, we can't do this. any. this has to stop. This is what killed hair metal. This is fucking silly. <laughs> Just I can't that intro pot, your mama, th- dude. <laughs> talking about your mama and you like you're you're forty years old here, like oh, so dumb. It's just not good. It's just um, you're good. Oh. and enough with the gun things. Like Kiss owns that in my book. Enough. Oh, that's it. <laughs> Actually, I was going to say, actually, Albert King and what do you call it, dude? But that's all right. Um, I'm Your Gun, written by Alice Cooper, Desmond Child, and John McCurry, the guitarist on this album. Uh, <laughs> so I can fall on Sunny's side or Tom's side. I'm going to take Sunny's side on this one. I found this song to be fun. I, I, I enjoyed it. I And I think it's the word that you use, Sonny pace it's a fun song it's like fever from aerosmith making a mess from skid row and get ready from bon jovi fast like fun lyrics and they just trying to cut loose yeah there's all terrible songs (laughs) no (laughs) there's a lot the fucking stupidity with that beginning part your mama says i'm dead I don't know. He's just trying to. What do the kids say today? I don't know. Pull exactly. my trigger. I get bigger. And then I'm lots of fun. <laughs> oh my God. Nobody's pulling your trigger, Alice. 
Uh, oh. But I like the way they ended. This is a fun, nice little closer. It's a good little fun song. Uh, but that's Alice Cooper. Final thoughts. Let's go to Sonny. It's your album. Uh, to me, it's a fun album from my teenage years. I mean, I, I'm turning 20 this year uh, when this comes out. I love it. Uh, normally, normally Alice's music, you know, it's loud, aggressive, it's psychedelic. And, but these songs have kind of a cool hair metal vibe, love them or hate them. I don't think anybody can argue the guy's one of the most iconic friend front men in music history. It'll make a great big budget film someday, but I don't love all of Alice's music. I do love this specific album. It's gotta be the Desmond child effect. He doesn't do this. I like that he knowingly did it, and if he doesn't do this and he doesn't do the next album, then I'm completely out on Alice. It's really the only Alice I listen to is these two albums, really, and a few other songs peppered in. But to me, I can put this album on any day and just kind of start dancing, and it's just fun music. Yeah, that's actually a, a really good description. So. We've had a lot of fun so far talking about the tracks, and I'm not going to try to tell anybody this is like a great album. But for me, we've done albums on this album review crew that are not good and that I don't see myself going back to very often, if at all. But even though even though I've been kind of hammering a lot of the songs on here, the album is like you said, it's a fun listen. It's not it's not a bad listen. It's just it's just not a great. It's just not a great album, but if I have an album review crew playlist with every album we've reviewed, you hit play shuffle with it all the time. Songs pop up on this. I'm going to, I'm not going to skip them. I, I mean, it, it's a fun album. It's hooky. It's mostly melodic and mostly catchy, but yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not an album that I'm probably going to seek out that often, but it's, it, it was, it was okay. It was a fun listen. It, it definitely was, even though there was some songs I've pummeled a little bit. <laughs> I will never seek this album out. Okay. But when it comes up on shuffle, I will probably ever skip a song on this. If that makes sense. Because I said, as I said, this is disposable. I, I, I don't have a problem. I'm glad you picked this because I, I got to me, hear it. Me too. I got to experience what this was and what it is. It's just. I feel like I'm a Rolling Stone critic. Yes, like, I know. I feel like this is like stupid shit. And beneath us to listen to this shit, but it's fun. It's easy going. It's it's, and I like Alice Cooper. I do. So I make it makes it hard to shit on him. Um, but it, just forgettable songs, forgettable stuff. And okay, it was fun, I guess, right? But there's never a track on here, not even close to being one that I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I I, I want to, I'm want to hear this song or. Uh, or the memories of this, or the lyrics, or the fucking whatever. It, it's okay, I guess, you know? Um, and what we do next is we actually review the tracks. Sonny, this is your album, so why don't you lead us off? All right, number 10 for me is Hell is Living Without Your Love. Eh. Boy, okay. Let's see. What dart am I going to throw at the worst song on this album? <laughs> no, I'm, it's definitely only my heart talking. Yep. You're both wrong. 
Trash is the worst fucking song. Bon Jovi's ad libs or whatever the fuck he was given script to read makes it even worse. Fucking, I've lost respect for Bon Jovi after listening to this song. Trash is horrendous. I have trash at number nine. Number nine for me is Hell is Living Without You. I'm going with the first ballad, Only My Heart Talking, whatever that is. And that is my number eight. My number eight is I'm your good. I'm going with the next uh, other ballad there. Hell is living without you as number eight. My number seven is why trust you. God. My number seven is this maniacs in love with you. But that song's at least funny in a bad have, way. Have we ever laughed this much at song titles? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll probably go with fucking Bed of Nails, I guess. I mean, Ooh. honestly, all these songs, the next songs, they're so disposable. I don't know. I, I'm I was just because you probably forgot what they sound like. Yeah, no, I because the choruses are in my head. Yeah. They each have the same chorus, so it's it's hard. So Bed of Nails is seven? Yes. Okay. My number six is poison. My number six is trash. <laughs> My number six is this maniac. My number five is this maniac's in love with you. God. My number five is why trust you. <laughs> My number five is house of fire. That is my number four. That is my number four. I'm putting uh, Why Trust You is number four. My number three is Pull My Trigger. Oh, I get bigger. And then I'm lots of fun. Unbelievable. I'm your gun. Ugh. Number three is Poison for me. Uh, number three, Poison. My number two is Better Nails. My number two is Spark in the Dark. <laughs> uh, I, that's my number two as well. And my number one song is Spark in the Dark. My number one is Bed of Nails. Think about Spark in the Dark. You could have just changed that to Junk in the Trunk. Junk in the Trunk. It's true. My number one is the stupidest fucking lyrics. I'm your gun. That's your number one? Oh, yes. boy. Yes. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. So we had a tie at three. So both came in at three was I'm Your Gun and Poison were the same. Our collective number two was Bed of Nails. And our collective number one was Spark in the Dark. Okay. Just a little spark in the dark. Wow. All right. So we move on to um, the actual album covers that we reviewed so far uh sunny want to review uh what you've done for your top five all right so my five right now number five is moving pictures four is the monk burning on rage against the machine three is come and get it two is slide it in and one is peace of mind um i've got this at number 31 so right below the winery dogs because they were brave enough to show their face, but right above the pirate bad English look. So I've got it at 31 trash album cover. 
All right. My top five covers right now are Moving Pictures at number five, Rage Against the Machine, Blizzard of Oz, Purple Rain, and Master of Puppets. This cover doesn't really, it's doesn't, there's really nothing there too much. So I think I'll put it at 34. I'll put it right above Winger, right below Purple. I'll put it at 34. All right. So my uh, top five. I've got Slide It In at 5, Peace of Mind at 4, Appetite at 3, Blizzard of Oz at 2, Hotel California at 1. I don't have a problem with this album cover, and I like Alice Cooper. So I'll put this at 25, just above Operation Mindfuck. Nice. All right, let's go to the actual albums. All right, so right now my top five albums are Appetite for Destruction is at five, Slide It In at four, Hailstorm self-titled at three, Purple Rain at two, and Black Tiger at number one. Like I said, this thing is from my teenage years. I've always loved it. So I'm going to put it right above Rage Against the Machine and right below Heat 2 at number 16. Hmm, okay. All right. My top five albums at number five, Rage Against the Machine, Shout at the Devil, Purple Rain, Moving Pictures, Master of Puppets. Um, I don't hate this album. There's a couple songs on here that are really catchy that I don't mind if I hear them again, but the rest of the album is eh, whatever. Um, it's like we said, it's, you know, it's disposable pop metal. There's nothing terrible about it. Um, I'm going to put this at 35. I'm going to put it right above the Bullet Boys and right below OU812. So sandwiched between a couple Sunny Picks. 35. All right. So for me, I've got Pyromania at five, Blizzard of Oz at four, Hotel California three, Automatic for the People at two, Purple at number one. Where am I putting this album? I will put this right underneath Master Puffets above Bullet Boys at number 30. All right. Yeah. So, guys, what we do next is this. Okay, so for Rock Hard... Uh, I've got a great date night film. So if you're looking for a date night film um, from 2003, it's out there streaming, I'm sure. And I'm sure I think it's on HBO Max or Showtime or one of those things. If you've ever seen the movie Out of Time, um, if you haven't seen the movie, if your partner loves Denzel, like my partner loves Denzel, Denzel Washington is the lead actor. Ava Mendez is his uh, soon-to-be ex-wife. Um, Dean Cain is in the movie as kind of like the bad guy. This movie, Out of Time, is, I would say, it's kind of a mystery thriller. Uh, Denzel plays the chief of police in a town in the Florida Keys. Ava plays his wife that uh, they're separated. Uh, she's also a detective. Uh, there's a lady named uh, Sanaa Lathan that uh, plays Denzel's like girlfriend, and Dean Kane is Sanaa's husband. So I don't want to tell you the whole story because I don't want to ruin the movie for you. But I'll tell you, it's a great movie. It's got a lot of surprises. Uh, Denzel does a great job uh, in acting, which he always does. And the movie is fun. It's an easy watch. It's probably like 100 minutes total. 
and there's no you know crazy nude scenes there's no crazy like blow somebody's head off there's none of that and this is not like a chilling thriller it's more of a a mystery and there's a couple of oh my god that happened really that happened you know that kind of thing so a uh, great movie out of time from 2003 is that, that the is one a, where he that falls is a good movie. off like he's hanging yeah. on a cliff or, yep. or not a cliff yep. but like a, a railing or something yep i yep. saw that a long time ago yep. yeah I, everything does is good yeah all right so mine is a documentary that finally was available for me to see on e- streaming easily um, it's been in the making for a while. I've been following the guy on social media. Um, I think it's a year or two old. It's called the history of metal and horror. It's actually really, really cool concept. So it's a documentary. It's made by this guy named Mike Schiff and he's done videos for, uh, stuff like for Fozzie, you know, with Jericho. Um, he's worked with John Carpenter before. So it's a really creative kind of documentary where it starts off by the history of horror. Then he talks about kind of like the history of heavy metal. And then he kind of talks about the history of how those two things were combined with imagery and in lyrics and album covers. Um, speaking of Alice Cooper, Alice Cooper is featured prominently as one of the guys who's part of it. So he's got Alice Cooper, John Carpenter, Rob Zombie, Kirk Hammett from Metallica, Dave Mustaine from Megadeth, Corey Taylor, uh, guys who have been in movies like Friday the 13th and Hellraiser and Texas Chainsaw Massacre is get- Phil Anselmo from Pantera, Jericho's in it. Charlie Benante's in it. It's 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 actually it's really well made. It's 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 really interesting, and it just again, if like for somebody like me that loves both and seeing a lot of these guys, you know, that we're fans of both musically and horror wise, it's actually really cool. So uh, check it out. You can, it's just called the History of Metal and Horror. Um, you might have, depending on what you have for streaming services, you might have to pay a couple bucks to rent it. I think it might be available on some services for free, uh, but it's definitely worth checking out. And it ha- kind of has this weird wraparound story where like this guy is like the last surviving person. And then he finds these videotapes and puts them in and it's the history of horror. And then he puts another one. and It's a history of metal, but uh, definitely worth checking out. Okay. All right, so mine, I'm going to go with 1883. Oh, yeah. So it's the uh, like the origin, the first, the oldest of the Yellowstone series. So this came out second after Yellowstone, and it stars Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, the husband and wife in real life, uh, Sam Elliott, who everybody likes. I don't know anybody who doesn't like him. And it talks about the how the actual Duttons finally came into the land and it shows them arriving and they moving West. It's a cowboy type of origin story showing about the wild West and how the Duttons finally got the property that they do own on Yellowstone ranch. A lot of drama, great acting. I'll be honest with you. I like it better than the fucking original Yellowstone series, which I find is Beyond over the fucking top, un- not believable. That's what I've heard. Yeah. I find the the daughter on that as a hey, uh, who was the girl on that show, the Ozarks? That was like way, like over the top. The girl that fucking the little drug girl who talked like this. Remember that character actor, whatever she was. Oh, let's take her and let's make it fifteen times way more over the top. Just not believable. Anyways. Uh, 1883 is really good. It's uh, It's got a great story. You can finish. But I think now they're actually showing it 
on other main channels so you don't have to get Paramount Plus. So it's out there and available. You guys should watch it. Whether you watch Yellowstone or not, just take a look at it. Great story all around. Every episode has got some good action and drama in it. Uh, 1883, that's my recommendation. So uh, what we do next is tell everybody where they can find us. Sonny. Uh, the easiest place to find me is growinguprock.com, um, Growing Up Rock podcast. We've been going six years plus. Uh, podcast Rock City every Sunday night. Um, we're going to have a couple of guys on from Kiss Night in Vegas uh, Sunday uh, this Sunday night. So, well, that'll be tonight on the 24th. So catch it on uh, Facebook or YouTube uh, Sunday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. And then I'm easy to find them on Facebook and Twitter is usually where I spend most of my time. Um, Sonny, that band, that's those CDs you sent us. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so it's not really a those. band. They're, they're Vegas musicians. Yeah. They're all in different bands, but you know, my thing is, um, just real quick. I don't have a lot of causes I give a shit about. Like we said, I hate puppies. Right. So like, I, I just don't give a shit about a lot of things. Music in school schools is one of the things I give a shit about. And one of the reasons is because for all my kids, Music in schools did a lot for my kids and yep. it was getting less and less as the kids were getting through school because instead of it being every day it was three times a week, then it went to two times a week, then it went to two times a month. And I'm like, what the hell is going on with music? So these guys are doing all this to give instruments to schools so they can keep their music programs in Vegas and which is awesome. Right. Yeah. So that's why. And I, I'll tell you, I'm those called. CDs you sent us were fucking great. Love yeah. them. Love them. Uh, Tom, where can people find us? All right, so we're Shout It Out Loudcast. We are, if this is your first time hearing us, we are a regular KISS podcast that drops new episodes every Saturday. We do these album review crew episodes once a month. You can find us on our website at shoutoutloudcast.com. And you can also email us if you'd like at shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. And we're all over social media with Twitter, X, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, so please check us out, uh, but go to our website, shoutoutloudcast.com for all the information about our show and episodes and all that stuff. All right. What we like to do is end on famous last words. Sonny, do you have any? And if you see me on the street and you're burning from the heat, there's a fire down below. You be the target on the bed. I'll be shooting hot lead. Let me take control. Boy. Brendis. All right. <laughs> First, we're going to kiss. Then we're going to say dirty little words. Only lovers say rocking through the night and rolling on the floor. When they hear a screaming, they'll be breaking down the door. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> oh god all right well we have to end with fucking magical lyrics like this there's nothing more that you can do this baby this maniac and love you in love with you your biggest fear has just come true this maniac's in love with you Tom, Sonny, Loudcasters, Kiss Army, Alice fans, thank you. Always a good time. Uh, oh, my God. I, I can only imagine what's next. This is 
definitely one of the most fun ones we've done in a while. I love when we just kind of just goof around and it's not too serious of an album. Sonny, good pick. I enjoyed it, even though it's not my favorite album of all time. So thank you. And Zeus is always my friend. Thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. Hello? Yeah? Pablo, honey? Yeah? Please, honey, come down to Florida. Huh? Come to Florida, honey. We miss you. Yeah, who's this? Pablo, honey? You washing your ass, Pablo? Who is this? Keep yourself clean, honey. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.